Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Life Pedersen Makes a Podcast podcast. I'm your host, Life Pedersen. Today, I am very excited to have on the podcast fellow Minnesotans Jenna and Micah Kvit, who are photographers and videographers who travel the world in search of adventure, which they feature on their travel blog, Wander the Map. One of their favorite things to do is to capture stories, both visual and written, through the people, cultures, and destinations they visit. They're also in the process of launching Kvit Creative, which will focus on their commercial video and photography work, which I can say from firsthand experience is outstanding. I invited Jenna and Micah onto the podcast to talk about the very uncertain world of being travel influencers during the pandemic and also kind of touch on what the future holds for travel media as the climate crisis rapidly descends upon us. We managed to fill almost an entire hour without much fluff, so let's just get straight into the interview. Jenna and Micah, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having Thanks. us. Where are you guys calling in from today? Uh, well, we are up at um, our family's lake lot, which is in Pelican Rapids, Minnesota. We've actually been spending some time up here during the whole pandemic era and stuff. So we've been between here in the cities, but we're currently... Yeah, Pelican Rapids. And that's where you're from, right? We are from here, yeah. Right. And but you're not you you're from you're based in the Twin Cities, just like I am of yep. uh, Minneapolis and St. Paul. Um okay, so this is a very broad topic and I'm going to try to make this more of a discussion than a Q&A just so I don't um, sully your answers with my biases, but uh, I just want to start out with I mean as travel influencers, it, I'm I'm guessing it's been a challenging year and a half. Uh, what's the COVID pandemic experience been like for you guys in regards to um, travel media? How did it start and how's it going? Yeah, it's been it's been interesting, definitely. I mean, last year before all, all the COVID everything happened, um, we had we were book solid starting from January all the way through mid of the mid year and. We had like, festivals that we were supposed to be going to and lots of different projects. And then obviously all of that got canceled in March. And so everything just kind of stopped. And and then it was kind of interesting, though, the end of the summer, everything kind of started to pick back up again. People were starting to um, do like more try to do outdoor travel where you can kind of get away from people and you don't have to, you know, be in crowded settings and they're trying to promote those kind of aspects of their destinations. And then um, we also got a lot of tourism board jobs for like photo and video, which is another aspect of our business. And what we right. Do. You guys are, you are in the, I don't know if it's unique, but you're in the, um, mm -hmm enviable position of having diversified so you're you're yes. you don't live and die by by, by the travel trends yeah so we're definitely lucky that way so um and i've i was just kind of touring your blog and and uh, you're one of the few travel influencers that i still follow i've sort of you know <laughs> divested myself of that world since it's no longer relevant um mm -hmm. but uh you guys have actually had a pretty in summer 2021 you've actually been pretty busy uh, travel wise relatively busy yeah yeah so like jenna talked about i mean i felt like the tourism game kind of stepped up because they had to also figure out what are they going to do and their big thing was how do we promote safe travel how do, what kind of travel is safe and 
Um, that's where a lot of like road trips popped up and hiking, kayaking, all these outdoor adventures that you can still get out and do, but not have to be at a festival per se. So um, we were working with a lot of different tourism boards. Um, and then on the photo and video side, doing a lot of productions for outdoor industry clients and other tourism boards. So it, it did keep us busy and kept us on the road and um, not abroad, but right in the 48, which has been great. How, when did the tourism board sort of like resurface and start reaching out to you again? Um, last, the end of last summer, we started getting some, um, we went to Marquette, Michigan and North Dakota. Um, and so we kind of had a little bit last year and then, um, I guess through, through the winter, we kind of continued and a lot of, a lot of it has been also, um, doing like photo and video marketing for the tourism boards as well. Um, when kind of when everyone started getting grants last year, they kind of stepped up their marketing. So, so yeah, last summer it kind of picked up. Yeah. And, um, like the, I mean, the last summer was long before uh, we had vaccines uh, available. Yeah. What, uh, what is the difference now? I mean, you back then versus now. I mean, vaccines are widely available, and at least in where we live, it's uh, the vaccination rate is pretty high. But mm-hmm. um, you know, you still have to be careful. What, what precautions were you taking then? What precautions are you taking now? Yeah, last last summer when we were traveling, we weren't going out to eat in restaurants, really. We were doing takeout. And the few places we did, we'd sit out on a patio. Um, <clears throat> and it was mostly just, you know, outdoor outdoor adventures where we were away from people is kind of what we did mostly last summer. And we weren't really even flying to those locations. Yeah, we were doing driving. So a lot of them right. were in our own vehicle. We'd like... They were mid- mostly Midwest last summer, I would say. Yeah. And then this year... We've, it's kind of expanded a little bit and, you know, just wearing masks, um, when we trying, do fly. yeah, when we do fly and, and in different destinations too. And still, we're still trying to do the more outdoor, less crowded things, but, um, which has always been something that we did before. So I right. felt like it's kind of, right. You've always been the outdoorsies. That. Yeah. yeah. But, um, so uh, when the tourism boards have reached out to you, is it more just uh, they're they're commissioning you for evergreen content, or is there any kind of like COVID? Are they um, acknowledging COVID? How what what's the current marketing um, situation? Right away, it was definitely like COVID-minded travel. Like, hey, um, things are going to be different, but you can still do these types of travel and be safe so that was right away it was very specific towards like being covid minded and um traveling safe like that um now it's still there but it's it's a lot of it has been creating that evergreen content that you talked about on like the photo and video side where they have photos and videos that they can use for their marketing purposes and stuff so um, we have been doing, we have worked with a lot of tourism boards in Minnesota locally, out, like yeah. some with Explore Minnesota, but then some with like different counties and towns where we'd be making them commercials and um, stuff for print advertising and that kind of stuff. So um, there's definitely that 
travel influencer aspect of it or that blog aspect of it where we're writing about our adventure still and this is a safe way that we're doing it but then there's that aspect of um where they're removing the travel aspect of it and it's just strictly we're being commissioned for photo video yeah and a lot of that still is revolving around outdoor adventure adventure and, as yeah. well Okay, so whether or not they're acknowledging it, there, there's sort of a, a bias towards the safe side of travel, at least in the yes. COVID world. Okay, are you bumping into a lot of other travel influencers out there? No, not really. Not really at all. No. I mean, we, you know, the people that we know and follow and talk to. I mean, I know a lot of them are kind of out there doing a lot of the similar things. Um, but yeah, I mean, we haven't really. I do know that we were. Sorry. Um, Explore Minnesota did have us come in for the governor's fishing opener. That was in Outer Tail County, which is the county where our family's lake property is at. And I know that they brought in some influencers for that, where there was just additional media for that yeah. era. And we and we kind of bumped into some then, which was fun. Um, and that's usually that was... regional media anyway, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and that was normally, too, though, it's a more, I think, like, organized itinerary for a lot of people but this time it was uh do it yourself kind of find your own adventure to just kind of keeping in mind with COVID as well this year it was a little different than normal so, so I'm, I'm sorry, oh, sorry no so I was just gonna say, so we didn't see as many people as you probably normally would at a fishing opener but we did run into a few people there yeah right I mean, have you been invited on group uh, travel media outings or, or are those still kind of on the back burner? You know, we haven't. Um, it's been a while since and we've I been invited on a group one. I feel like most of our projects have been more individual trips, um, but. And I, I don't even see them probably as much as you, but have you seen? Yeah, I haven't. Happening? I haven't seen many group ones going going on yeah general. i i'm not aware of any but uh, i'm like i said i'm sort of disconnected from that world mm -hmm. yeah and and even like tbex um the travel blog conference was supposed to happen that right. was this summer it got postponed to october and now got postponed to april again and so those you know keep getting pushed back too that's gonna hurt <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I I played a key role in organizing TBEX Minnesota, and I can't even fathom the fallout from having to reschedule it once, never mind twice. Right. But, yeah. I know. Extremely expensive. That would be. But Just I mean, beforehand, were you guys yeah. even in that many group outings? It seemed like you guys were were more of you know the uh, you guys had your own um, individual fam trips or whatever tailored to what what your you know your video and photography stuff. Yeah, I'd say the majority of ours have always been individual, but I mean, every once in a while we would get, you know, a group one. There may be one, once or, a, once yeah. or twice a year. Yeah. Um, but because there might be some group ones that you would just go on to, depending right. on. So yeah. But also, um, fam trips with particularly video, but also still mm -hmm. photos are. They're a very different animal than than the than the writers. You you guys just need yeah. like four times as much time on the ground and yeah. all of these things than the writers do. And so yeah. I've in in my experience, the trips where they've mixed the two, it did not go well. Like yeah. the writers were always just sitting around, and the photo people and the and in the schedules did not reflect the fact that the video folks needed a lot more time to get their stuff in the mm -hmm. can, and it was just all a disaster. So yeah, it's definitely a lot harder when, when, you, when you when you have to 
create stuff outside. Not that the writing isn't a huge workload by itself, but when you're talking about video and there's so many different right. moving parts and trying to create something afterwards. Yeah. And like, then switching between cell phone cameras and for social media and then video camera and then still camera. And it's all, yeah, it takes yeah. a lot of time. My eyes are just glazing over just thinking about that. <laughs> I, I mean, it's bad enough that, you know, I was just taking photos for notes, not, you know, for right. publishing anywhere. And then, you know, yeah. scrolling things down as fast as I could. Uh, and that's just the two things. <laughs> you guys. <Right. laughs> yeah. Multimedia experience. <laughs> um, okay. I, I would say that a lot more of like our photo video work now is very specific, whereas towards a campaign though, like we're going out to create mm -hmm. this very specific project and which helps makes it make it a little easier and it doesn't always you know depending on the project it doesn't always have a writing component either so that's yeah um, shifted a little bit in the i mean it's it's kind of we've always had that going on but uh, we've just had the shift has gone more heavy on that side than the photo video side yeah, yeah. but that was sort of already happening pre-covid yeah. right yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it sounds like Facebook has abandoned this, but there was a couple of years there where everyone said video was going to be the one and only way <laughs> eventually. Yeah. And it seems to have sort of like we've come back from that precipice. Um, I see a lot of just straight, you know, travel blogs that, you know, are more text than multimedia are, are having a, a bit of a renaissance right now. Yeah. I shouldn't say right now. T uh, in the before times. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... I, I I'm gonna I recognize that you guys don't know exactly what are on the minds of your cohorts in the industry, but what generally speaking, what's your what what have you been seeing, and what what do you what are your impressions of how the industry is handling this? Yeah, I feel like a lot of people are working to just diversify what they offer a lot more lately, and you know some people I see going out and traveling like nothing's happened and then you know some people still aren't really even traveling so i feel like it's just a big mix of kind of what people are doing but i i do feel like the one consistent thing is that people are just trying to diversify what they offer so that they're not don't have all their eggs in one basket with and i think that's become like a, a global thing for every industry right. too i think this yeah. given this has given everybody in every industry to kind of like refigure things out. Like, hey, is this what I want to be doing with my life? Is this how I should be doing things? It's, it's been a perfect time for everyone to kind of um, reassess what they're doing and how they're doing it across every industry. So, and mm -hmm. I think that that's been the way that a lot of the like travel influencers have had to look at this. Is like, uh, like numbers are going down in this area. How do I right. make up for it? And, with something else I can do, so. Well, and uh, I admit, I only did this a little yesterday and uh, quite a bit this morning, but I, I took a little tour of travel bloggers, some of the, the big names and, and lesser names, just to see what they were up to. And uh -huh. a lot of it is kind of what you're describing, but also um, they're, they're still, you know, they've got to put out content. It's just a never ending right. scramble to put out content, but it's more like um, evergreen stuff that like, you know, best neighborhoods to stay in in Amsterdam. And so, I mean, there's right. not very much on the ground reporting or however mm -hmm. you want to phrase that. Um, a, a little, like you mentioned, I, right. I found a few that have behaved like that nothing has changed whatsoever and traveled full time throughout, you know, from yeah. 
the very beginning, which just terrified me (laughs) (laughs) and occasionally infuriated me. But um, yeah, there, the, you guys haven't had that particular, um, uh, or have you, have you had struggled with, you know, how are we going to, we've got to, we can't go two months between a blog post. What, what do you, what are you putting up? Well, yeah, that's kind of, I, because we've had so much just this summer alone, so much of our projects have been photo and video focused without the writing component. I haven't had a ton of time to keep the blog updated. So that's kind of something on my list that I have to go back and do. As the words were leaving my mouth, I realized that I yeah. had, you guys had been going two months between. Yeah, yeah, we have, we have, yeah. yeah. Not everyone has, but you guys have. Uh. Yeah, and so that's just one thing that I've just had to kind of, be like, okay, I'll pick up with it when things slow down a little bit with um, more of the photo video aspect. But we have it, we have a huge backlog of content that I've been trying to push out just from more of our personal trips and stuff that we've done, not, not projects and campaigns that we've been working on with people, but more of our personal trips. So I kind of have a whole, a whole load of content that I have to publish still. So, you know, we won't really have... I know a lot of it has changed, you know, since COVID, but um, I have an endless amount kind of of content, what it feels like right now to to push out and publish. So, um, you know, not being actively traveling right now doesn't make a huge difference in that regard with, you know, not having content to push out, but. Um, well, and I saw one of your most recent posts is about Taiwan and I it, yeah. it didn't say when you were there, but I assumed yeah. it was, it was, uh, it was <laughs> legacy. That was a while ago, yes. <laughs> Yeah, and so yeah, we I have a lot of that to still kind of catch up on, and sometimes I'm wondering if it's getting a little too too late to publish some of them. But um, it, uh, why, why is that? Just because of the the staleness of the content, or well, just more so if things have changed, you know, since we haven't been there for a while. So you right. know, but then you know those live on the site anyway, so they you know. If you come come across it a few years later, it'd kind of be the same way, anyways, I guess. But right, well, there's a lot of places where things like when I was a guidebook author, like Tuscany, no, nothing mm-hmm. ever changed because everything right. was in the same family for three centuries, you know. And right. so you were basically updating museum hours and prices. Right. On the other hand, Romania, everything changed every two right. years. Like there's, right. I had to update practically the whole book. Yeah. Um, which was, I found myself in a very precarious position because uh, late last year I was asked to write about Transylvania um, right. for Scott's Cheap Flights. And I was like, am I even qualified to write about this anymore? <laughs> it's been like a decade. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I, I kept it general. And, you know, there was it was a Dracula kind right. of theme thing. Which is so. always there, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. But, so, so uh, and your your cohorts, are you, what, you, I mean, is there like a consensus uh, or, I mean, I know in, with a group this large, there's just going to be a, mm-hmm. a, the whole galaxy of perspectives and opinions. Um, but is there any sort of like panic or, I mean, are people succeeding in this diversifying thing or are, are you seeing a lot of people dropping out of the industry? Um, you know, all the people, I feel like all the people that, we know personally know pretty well are still are still doing it i mean i know they've changed a lot how they're doing things but um i feel like there's a lot more freelance writing and you know i i don't know exact details on what people are shifting to as in addition to the travel side but um i mean i see everybody still 
still doing it. So um, the ones that, you know, the people that were close to and talked to. So. Right. Well, uh, one person in particular, Gary Arndt, has uh, completely oh. abandoned his <laughs> travel blog for really? the podcast. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. He has a daily podcast. It's called yeah. the Everything Everything Where, and it's just you know, uh, you know, open topic like anything goes. Right. But he's he's. I mean, the travel portion of his career apparently is over because you know when you right. put out a daily podcast, it's kind of a full time plus one job. Right. Daily podcast is aggressive. Yeah. yeah, I mean, each, you know, there are like seven, eight minutes long, but, you know, I, I spoke to Gary on this podcast um, yeah. almost a year ago. And yeah, I mean, he's, Gary is one of the hardest working people I've ever met. But mm -hmm. even he was kind of like, there's just some weeks where, you know, I have to run encores, I need a mental health break. Um, right. But yeah, he's abandoned travel blogging entirely. Johnny Jet, on the other hand, he took a real long pause you know he's a yeah. family guy now he has a lot of responsibilities mm -hmm. uh right. but he's sort of like cautiously returned to travel over the summer and yeah. um you know i get his newsletter so it's he is hyper plugged in and super careful but not everybody else is <laughs> so. right yeah i feel like a, one thing i have noticed definitely is is everyone seems to be going a little bit longer between their normal publishing schedule on everything everyone's kind of seemed to have slowed down a little bit anyways but so most people that I know are still kicking it anyways. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, and, and here's something I, I found this morning. Um, there, This is a roundup from way back in March. So an mm -hmm. entirely different universe than the one we right. live in right now. But yeah. they had uh, 87 travel bloggers weigh in on the, you know, travel during COVID. And right. um, there was, a, I want, I'm going to look at the pie chart right now because I've already forgotten. So... Um, <laughs> 40% said, you know, do your research, which, you know, has, you know, is varying degrees of effectiveness. Some people don't know the meaning of the word research and other right. people <laughs> like me will research until their eyes bleed and, and then uh, become completely overwhelmed. Um, practical yeah. tips. I'm not even sure what that meant. Uh, practical tip. What does that mean? Like you're, you're traveling, right. but with tips and then 11% uh, just said don't travel. So in March, before vaccines were like at full steam, don't travel was my outlook as well. Um, yeah. And, uh, but a lot of them, what, what, and, and since this is legacy, I don't want to get into it too much, but w what I saw in a lot of these little, cause each one of them wrote a little blurb and a lot of them, it felt like didn't actually understand COVID completely, even though it was March, 2021. Oh, wow. um, a lot of them were talking about, you know, like hand sanitizer and stuff like that. And, you know, it, you can, you can transmit COVID via surfaces, but it's, you know, uh, pales in comparison to the airborne, you right. know, and only like one or two mentioned, like, get rid of the cloth masks, get medical grade masks, change them every day. Everybody else was like more focused on what, you know, the things that we were talking about in March or April, May of 2020, whereas, you know, right. wash your hands, disinfect everything, don't touch anything, don't lick anything, you know, and, uh, <laughs> and a, a full year later, uh, people were kind of still in that, that ballpark, right. and it just kind of bothered me that they had sort of had this snapshot in time and, and hadn't updated, when it seems like if you're dispensing, you know, advice, especially travel advice, which can be a little risky, right. shouldn't you be, you know, just a little bit more updated? Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, wh how have you guys been doing? I mean, I'm hyper plugged in because I work at a hospital now. What what is what, what do you guys how do you guys stay updated? Um, I mean, I try to 
just read as much as possible and um, from all sorts of different sources, just, you know, just to get like current news on um, how everything is shaping up. And, but I have, you know, a few, few different accounts I follow that give unbiased information, which is. I mean, is it really an issue for you guys? Like, I mean, apart from maybe researching the next place you're going to, um, is what, like, for example, I subscribe to the New York Times COVID newsletter, Mm -hmm. which comes out, um, six days a week. And that's how I, and there's a lot of stuff in there that I don't care about, like, you know, COVID numbers in Cambodia right. or whatever, you know, but there's also um, some really good, like overall, just even non-travel related information that I feel like is important to have. Um, from your perspective, is is that something, are you, are you just kind of focusing on what applies to you? Or are you just trying to keep a, a finger on the pulse of the whole industry? Yeah, I mean, I think we're trying to just kind of keep a little bit overview pulse on the whole overview but a lot of it you know just what applies to us too as far as like where we go what we feel comfortable doing um but yeah I feel like we're not you know with as far as like travel goes and stuff we're not really trying to give our advice because I feel like there's a lot of other people who are better qualified to um give advice on you know what you should do and how what you how what you shouldn't do right now um, so, you know, we're just trying to share like our experiences and what we're doing right. and feel comfortable with, but, um, but yeah, I mean, we're definitely trying to keep, you know, an updated view on how everything is changing and evolving for sure, because ultimately it'll affect your business and right. everything you do. Right. And it's just so difficult because things are changing like every other week. Right. Um, and it's just a, a just a fluid situation, which and that was the one thing almost everyone agreed upon. Um, be yeah. prepared for your trip to be canceled or shortened or ruined. Uh, get your travel insurance because, you know, there's an even chance you can't take the trip. Yeah. 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 We've definitely been everything we we do have booked and scheduled. It's it's a big question mark on it. You know, I try to do any everything like where we can get refunds or, you know, waiting till last minute to book something that you can't get a refund on because. Oh, cause just, even like the whole Delta variant has changed the right. game again. So. And you know, science is always learning new things and changing. So it's like, you want to be aware of that and keep up with, don't, you know, don't want to take it for granted that it'll. Right. It'll go through. How far out are you traveling? Are you, are you being, I mean, because the consensus seems to be don't travel, don't plan too far ahead because mm-hmm. you never know. I mean, how do you guys like a month, three months? What What do you guys are you planning any travel at all? Um, I mean, we have a couple jobs booked. Um, right now, that's been like the big part of our travel is like when we do have jobs booked. Right. So like, for instance, we had a job out in Fort Collins, Colorado, where it was like it was a two day shoot. But then I was like, hey, we're in Colorado. Let's spend three or four days on the back. Yeah. End. So we've been taking advantage of work trips like that, where it's like, yeah, we have a photo or video shoot these days. Why don't we extend it or change it on the front end or the back end so we can just explore on our own? So that's kind of been like our travel this past year is it it hasn't been a lot of um, just going somewhere for the fun of going. Leisure. Yeah, we haven't had that leisure. It's been more like, hey. Um, these are the jobs, these are the locations we're going to be in. Let's take advantage of being out there and extend it and then get that leisure that way. So, and and a lot of those jobs that we get may be uh, two, three weeks out, two, 
three months out. So it kind of varies. Yeah, we haven't really okay. had more than a few months out. But then, and then if we do tack on something personal to it, we've kind of left that flexible. Like with the Colorado, like he mentioned, we were going to go out a couple of days before and then a few things came up and different things. So we ended up going out after instead or staying longer at the back end instead. So we're kind of just trying to keep it open and flexible anyways for any changes. And um, yeah, we're, we have not planned much far in advance. <laughs> I said, yeah, but is that normal? No, it's no. <laughs> not. Um, oh, normally, okay. Normally I plan things. I'm a planner, so I normally plan things out. I mean, six months to a year in advance, you know, cool. I don't know, book everything. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I like to do my research and plan, but there's typically but, always something on the horizon. Like yeah. it might not even be booked yet, but like, there's like, like six oh, months. We know, so we're going. We're know we're going to be going to a place and it's always on the horizon, but that just hasn't been the case. I've just kind of completely abandoned that. It's like things I might have... be on the horizon, but it might, it's more like don't one day, <laughs> one day it might not happen because of stuff. Right. Yeah. So. so we haven't, um, yeah, so we just, we really haven't been planning much at all besides, besides like, a, you know, a scheduled work project that we have. Um, we haven't been planning any personal things really at all. Um, yeah. I, uh, I've taken two brief road trips in the past year and a half. Um, and both of them, I, um, I planned you know, not even two weeks in advance. Yeah. <laughs> and both of them were to very safe destinations, you know, statistically. Yeah. Right. Um, but I just felt like, you know, I, I didn't want to commit to anything. I mm -hmm. think, I think there's, all right, there's the social responsibility, but also like, there's just this newfound paranoia and hyper, um, caution, uh, to my, to my thought process. I think I'm, I'm, I'm way to the, the side of, little to no travel even now even with the vaccines yeah. uh, i haven't been on an airplane since january 2020 you know <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and you know and i know that you know not everybody most people are closer to the middle and you know it's mm -hmm. it's definitely safer to do that now than it was in march but yeah uh, so yeah and i think that's why we have been like especially when we do have to travel that it's like we had to weigh it out like is it for fun or is it to provide an income so we can survive. So it was like right. that balance of like, we'd have to make sure that we could justify doing it to make make it right. expensive way. So, and then what what's after that job? Do we have a couple of weeks that we can? Right, if, if need be where we can isolate and, you know, but yeah, it's, it's a scary thought though. I don't, I don't feel completely comfortable flying, but. Have you, have you been on a plane? We have, yes. Where'd you go? Well, we went, um, it's mostly been, we've been doing a lot of projects um, with KOA for photo and video for the campgrounds. And so- What is KOA? Our, campgrounds of America. Okay. Um, so we've been doing um, some, a lot of photos for their campgrounds. And nice. we were in Asheville with them just recently. And then um, we've, we try to drive when we can, like the Fort Collins job that we mentioned was with the KOA too. And we drove for that one. I wouldn't say that we're flying a lot no. comparatively to like what we were doing, where it was like, we were probably right. flying to twice every couple months, but like, or I don't know, but I'm, I'm talking pre-pandemic. Right. Yeah. 
say we would fly a couple times a month, probably. Oh, well, maybe but, a couple, yeah. yeah, but definitely decreased. But. So it's definitely decreased. I mean, we have flown, but it's it's yeah. nothing to where it was. Yeah, we well, definitely try to drive if we can. I, I've been, like I said, I've been plugged into Johnny Jet's um, kind of sort of gradual return to travel. But yeah. what is your experience? I mean, he's he is exhaustive in his, you know, kind of airline, airport mm -hmm. experience, like rundown, breakdown, kind of like yeah. just deal telling. What has your experience been? Is it, I mean, have you felt relatively safe? I, I felt relatively safe. I, I would say that I'm enjoying the whole process of the airport way less. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, idea, even <laughs> right? yeah. like, the way of, like the idea of going to an airport now is just exhausting and just like, I'd rather drive. <laughs> like, yeah. Also, you guys have a lot of equipment. We do. Yeah, which makes I mean, travel heavy. We, yeah. we fill up our SUV very easily with with the gear that we have and if you think about it i mean like the cost to ship or trans or travel with that stuff is really expensive so i mean it makes sense to just drive if we, can. If we, if we can um but if, if it's like a i don't know you think a lot of the times you for the the whole airport experience between waking up driving to the airport the security waiting baggage claim the flight picking up bags car rental all that you might as well have drove anyways, and then you could stop along the way when you want, stretch your legs, depending on how far you're going, of course. Yeah. But like, yeah. Have there um, been any, without naming any names, have there been any uh, jobs that you've had to turn down because of safety concerns? Um, I don't know if we've necessarily had to turn any down. We have made adjustments to some to some jobs where we've gone, it's like, oh, I don't really feel comfortable doing this activity that you had on the itinerary. Um, but most, most of the things that we've done have been, thankfully, you know, where we aren't really with crowds and a lot of them have been driving and stuff too. I, I most of them, have, like they've made it a point to like try to make it as COVID friendly as possible. Yeah, so we haven't mean. had to adjust it so much right away. I meant we did lose some jobs just because of the nature of everything. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, that was that was just canceling. Or were you were, were you doing the canceling, or was the destination doing the canceling? Yeah, the destination. Okay. I mean, yeah. we we fortunately yeah. haven't had to like cancel anything because of yeah. what the job was having us do. Oh, good. So, so yeah, so that's been nice. Um, that's like heartening. Jenna, yeah, yeah. Like Jenna said, it's been more like maybe we don't do this activity, and instead we do something like this, and that's still not that often that we've had to do something like that, but. Although we did on one, I guess, destination, we didn't turn it down, but um, it was a pretty, it was a destination where COVID numbers, was it last, I believe it was last summer where COVID numbers were pretty high and we didn't really feel comfortable. So we were like, yeah, we can come, but these are kind of our stipulations yeah. and we, you know, want to do, you know, we're not going to do these type of things and these are the type of things that we will do. And then we didn't hear back from them. So <laughs> oh. I think, you know, the, we didn't exactly cancel that one, but right. um, I don't think. Um, they don't really want to work with the terms, I guess. Yeah. They well, I mean, and again, when you're talking about a, a community this large, everyone's going to have, right. you know, the whole, the whole spectrum of opinions and, and goals. Right. I mean, you know, marketing people, you know, so, so some of them have the, you know, everyone's best you know, um, safety and intentions in mind and, and others are just 
fixated on on numbers and right. they, they must be absolutely going bonkers right yeah, now yeah. Sure. um and and speaking of going bonkers uh <laughs> that's my favorite segue ever um <laughs> with, like your let, let's just talk about pure like your online work has has that taken like a severe hit because people aren't traveling or is it just like is it modest is it almost the same How how's that being How's that going? Yeah, um, I mean, it definitely took a big hit. You know, with with our blog, um, just even just our stats and traffic, that dropped insane last year. The numbers, um, but in our in our case, you know, we don't we haven't been monetizing the actual like we don't that, have any. That's my next question. Right? Yeah, so yeah. it didn't affect us in that way. We weren't you know counting on that money or anything. So. That's something we've kind of stayed away from for now. And so that, the you know, the big traffic drop didn't really affect us in that regard, you know, just more kind of personal feelings about it. Just right. like, no, what's happened? I worked so, so hard. You know? Disappointment yeah. versus, you know, destitution. Yeah, but it's, it's slowly picked back up, which I'm a little surprised on because I haven't, you know, kept it as updated as, as I would like, but it slowly picked back up and we're not you know too far from where we were before but i do think oh. people are starting to research travel again yeah people i definitely have noticed people have started to pick up their searches and stuff so that's well that's been good um but as far in as far as social media goes i feel like i mean there's maybe less activity um but i haven't noticed you know drops in like followers much or anything like that but you know just less less views and less activity on on what we do post so i i want to change gears here um as we approach an hour to uh what i was hoping would be a, a dual topic here the climate crisis um mm -hmm. is it, i'll just start with the basics at, at this very moment how is that having any impact on your um on the industry or or you personally or is that still just sort of something that's like on the radar but not like an imminent um you know ex existential threat i mean i think it's always a constant threat i i think people undermined where we're at with all of that and there's a lot of ignorance out there as far as people just ignoring and just denial the, and denial that we're even certainly in mm -hmm. with. And are you talking about like in general or in, in the industry it's probably both i think it's both, both probably, well, but... yeah both but i meant like i don't know i i i think i, lost I do i do feel like a lot of travelers that we interact with i guess seem to have a little bit more concern than the general population, but I don't. I don't know if that's just you know people we associate with more. But yeah. Yeah. you're associating yeah, with all those outdoorsy people who, right. <laughs> who care. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. a, there's a lot of people that we even follow that are posting like they're, um, like they even do product reviews on like oh you can do these reusable bags or this like there a lot of them are like very plastic free plastic free you know. and like conscious like um global warming conscious Just the little things that you can do to help you know yeah um so we're always thinking about that for sure has it had any impact like at yet like 
in the day to day or the profession or is, are, for you or destinations or, or the travel media community? Is, is there already sort of like a, a shift or is the shift yet to come? I feel like there's probably a lot more that's going to come, um, but I don't know. I mean, we I notice it depending on, you know, where we go, different destinations, you know, some places are great about promoting, um, you know, responsible travel, things that you can do to minimize your impact and everything. And then, you know, there's other places that it's just they don't even think it exists, you know, and um, it's out of sight, out of mind. Right. And so I feel like there's a, a big shift still to come. But, I, you know, we have noticed a lot of individuals and a lot of different destinations kind of taking the whole climate crisis in mind as well. How, how are they doing that? Like, is it are they focusing more on regional attracting regional travelers? So, uh, I mean, uh, I, I guess the first thing that people talk about when they talk about mm -hmm. the climate crisis is the um, the international, the long haul travel and the frequent yeah. long haul travel. Like, no, you know, traveling, you know, taking no international flights personally is right. not going to make any impact but maybe if you take two a year instead of six a year you know that kind of like is there is there that kind of like um moral um balancing going on just yet with um the travel media community or uh is it just sort of more of a nebulous concept i feel like i haven't seen a lot of it in regards to flights and stuff but more kind of like once you're in a destination and in a location I've seen a lot more, you know, just packing, you know, more so with like the things that you use and, you know, is, if that makes mm. sense, like pack, yeah. bring your water bottle with, don't, you know, keep Well, and that's just it, bottles. like, um, and not to dis, not to like, like shy away from how bad it is with a jet plane, like how many jets there are in the, in the sky at any given moment, but those small things too that people don't think about, like those single-use plastics that are like if you drive yeah. anywhere it's all over your city and town and the stuff that gets like flushed down your toilets and all this other stuff it's like all these little things that are almost like these micro um i don't want to say microaggressions it's not microaggressions but like micro actions i guess offenses yeah, yeah right there yeah, you go <laughs> that are almost taken as big of a impact if not bigger than right the airline little, travels yeah i feel like i've noticed a lot more of this focus on the small little things you can do that add up you know um but not so much i haven't noticed so much on like the don't fly as much you know that no, kind yeah, of aspect I, mean, I guess no. well and and this is dating oh god was it last spring you know time has ceased to have any meaning um right in my life, I think it was last spring where I, I think it was the CEO of KLM was like the first yeah. person to say, hey, maybe maybe take a train <laughs> instead of right. fly. Yeah. It's like, wow, that's a big deal. Right. This guy said that. And that would be great. I mean, we've already we've talked about that many times with traveling within the U.S. It's it's not like when you go to Europe, it's super easy to travel around right. Europe with the train and stuff. When you get to the U.S., you're driving oh. or flying. There's there's no, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's no great sources Options, of transportation really. in the U.S., and I, that's something that needs, uh, needs to improve. Mm -hmm. 
that that's such a legacy infrastructure problem that I, I right. quite frankly have very little. Uh, <laughs> I'm not very. Uh, I'm not. I'm not thinking we're we're going to be able to change that much, if ever. Um, yeah, but even like the cities, like it's a very eco-friendly, eco-minded place. But if I want to get to the mall from our apartment, which is a ten-minute drive, it's a forty-five-minute to an hour bus ride. Right. And so it's like even the public transportation in our cities aren't there yet, unless you're in New York. And Minneapolis, I mean, in comparison to a lot of places I've been in the right. U.S., it has great public transportation. It does. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it yeah. has really come around in the 90s. I, I stopped taking the buses. They were so bad. And then, yeah. you know, while I was living abroad, some maybe I just didn't notice it while I was here. But when I came back from living abroad in 2007, all of a sudden I was like, wow, this this city's got great tra public transportation. Yeah. yeah, you can definitely get anywhere you want. It's just you can get anywhere. you Not want. always. That that. Yeah. No. And I and that's why I live downtown. Everything is a single bus right. ride or a train ride away. And yeah. if I lived where you guys lived or, you know, in a normal neighborhood, we're talking at least right. two buses and that starts to really right. add up fast. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I think everywhere in the U.S. could out their game on that. But that's right. an infrastructure change that costs money. And <laughs> oh, my God. And we already know where, where Congress is on that particular right. front at the moment. It's uh, yeah. we'll just keep our fingers crossed. Um, right. <laughs> but uh, and it seems to me maybe I'm just projecting, but it seems like the destinations that are most in danger of climate crisis related um, ramifications are the destinations that are doing the least amount <laughs> to save themselves. Yeah. Is that uh, I'm like, I, I, yeah, I agree. I hate I, to I name names, but there's a lot of places that are flood prone, drought prone, and uh, a lot of them are just like going full steam ahead, like nothing's happening. Right. Well, and I also think a lot of them don't think that it's even real or <laughs> like. Right. Yes. Well, I mean, we're we're just never like going to get through those people. Yeah. Some, yeah. Someone else will take care of it. But a DMO, a destination marketing organization in some place, let's just say like New Orleans or, you know, mm -hmm. large parts of Florida that will be underwater right. <laughs> yeah. sooner than we had anybody had ever predicted. Um, yeah. I, I just don't see maybe it's because I'm not looking in the right places, but I don't see these folks taking any kind of precautions or major changes to the way they market their destinations. They're just trying to like, I think they're just trying to maximize, just squeeze every penny out of it while they can before right. their place becomes uninhabitable. Yeah, I don't yeah that does seem to be the case. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I feel like if we do notice anything, I feel like it doesn't really come from the tourism boards and DMOs. It, it comes more from like individual businesses when when we are traveling, I feel like yeah. when when yeah. you know have like a responsible mind frame, mm -hmm. that is something we've haven't noticed, I guess, too much. Um, is, is that coming up in the travel media community though? Like, are are people talking about like ten years down the road, or is that? I mean, ten years in in travel media is like a lifetime, so maybe it's it's not on anybody's radar yet, or or are you seeing more people kind of at least acknowledging it and and thinking about how they might have to train change their their business model. I feel like a lot of the clients that we've worked with, fortunately, are just that like-minded right. to begin with, where they're already thinking that way versus like... But as a whole, like the industry, I don't know if I yeah. hear too much about it, you know. As, yeah, well, that's yeah. kind of my thoughts too. But I, you know, like I said, I was mm -hmm. not very well connected, so maybe I'm missing out yeah. on, on important stuff. I would say that we're probably less connected now than we used to be anyways. 
right with i mean with everything going on definitely i suppose yeah that must be the case with everybody um but yeah i I, i'm just wondering when or how or will will the travel media industry need to be dragged kicking and screaming into uh the new you know reality which is still i mean uh, again when it was like miami's going to be underwater and the year 2100 no one is you know thinking about their travel blog status and right but, <laughs> right. but now with this new information i don't know if you saw this I, I only saw this because i'm a nerd um there's this uh naturally occurring um recurring uh thing called the moon wobble oh yeah <laughs> and and it does this once in a while and the and it affects the tides and i don't know why nobody noticed this until earlier this year but that means these places that were in danger of flooding 50, 60, 70 years from now are actually going to start flooding in about 13 years. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I heard vaguely about the moon wall, but I didn't realize, yeah, the... I didn't read it, read much into it as much as I wanted to at the time, but I did, like, the, when it was coming up, I was like, oh, man, this is, this yeah. is crazy. It, it just, um, it accelerated. I don't, and again, I... I can't believe no one thought of it before and it hasn't gotten right. a whole lot of traction since right. it's just the nature of our news cycle, I guess. But, you know, places, uh, you know, when you have enough prolonged reoccurring flooding, people mm-hmm. aren't going to want to live there and never mind visit there. And if right. now we're talking possibly 12, 13 years down the road instead of 60 years down the road, it seems right. to me like even 12, 13 years from now that people should already be kind of like, what's my plan B? How am I going to change stuff? Um, is, is, do you sense any of that happening or is it, or are we still not close enough to disaster yet? I feel like we're not close enough to disaster yet. I haven't seen yeah. a lot of that. Then I think there's still a lot of like just greedy minded people out there that are yeah. get it while you can. Get it and, while you can. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look at but, Florida, the whole bottom half of Florida was not, you know what I mean? Like the only way, reason we know Florida the way it is is because the Army Corps of Engineers basically created the southern half of Florida. You know what I mean? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they filled filled it in. It was mostly it was mainly swamps and Everglades. Everglades. So right. I mean, like, it wasn't even that panhandle that we see it the way we see it now, or not panhandle or whatever. Yeah. 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 What is that called? I don't know. It is. It is the Panhandle, isn't it? The Florida well, Panhandle. I feel like you got the Penica- Pen- Pensacola Panhandle and then the Peninsula. Uh, I think, yeah. right? is, that, is that a Peninsula? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's the bottom part. Of it it sounds right. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. We'll go with it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's it's accurate. Uh, I think, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. I this is the, something I think about, and again, I don't know if it's a travel media thing to. I, I mean. mean Maybe it's not even their responsibility to sort of like start raising the alarm, but uh, it's, it's sooner or later, it, it's yeah. a thing and it's coming a lot faster than we thought. Yeah, Unfortunately, it's just the human nature. I think we've had warnings for years. You know, I mean, it's going to take something that's just disastrous for people to wake up anyways. And like, I feel like a lot of times it has to affect somebody personally. For them to like, yeah. you know, to Jump almost to be like, them. oh, okay, this is real. Yeah. You know, when it's not affect, yeah, when it's not affecting them directly, they're like, whatever. For a lot of people, but. Right. Yeah. 
what was it just yesterday or this morning? There's this picture of uh, Joe Manchin, the senator from West Virginia, leaning off the side of his yacht, explaining to <laughs> protesters why he doesn't think universal health care is necessary or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. I, I might getting, be getting some of the details wrong, but it was yeah. just like this just shocking, you know, dichotomy of That's him. Great. Leaning off his yacht, talking about how you know, you know, poor people just need to fend for themselves. I was, oh, right. Yeah, of course. But yeah, no, I mean that's that's exactly what you, the point you guys were making, though. It's it's unless it personally affects them, it's just it's not a reality. You know, just, yeah. But, yeah. But yeah, I think yeah. it's going to be a reality for everybody real soon. And I just wonder. Right. I mean, I'm just waiting for travel media. I again, this is small stakes. You know, ultimately, travel media is is mm -hmm. going to have to adjust and that is far from you know the the worst of what's going to happen to us but i it just i it's on my mind and especially as yeah. things predictions get more dire and the time frames the goalposts move even closer it's just like right. oh man definitely something everyone's going to need to start thinking about for so um, I uh, i feel like that's a good place to wrap it up where can um, people find you online well there's all the social accounts are Wander the Map. Uh, there's wanderthemap.com, which is our travel site. Um, and then we just this year, we formed a new LLC that kind of ties in our photo video that we've been doing forever with the travel stuff. And that is um, Kavit Creative, which is on social. The website's getting built right now. But um, so as far as our photo and video productions, that's going to be more on the Kavit Creative websites going forward. But And that's where DMOs are, are, is that where you're going to sort of like direct your DMO um, business going forward? DMOs kind of between that and the blog probably. I feel like a lot of people find us because of Wanda the Map and then realize what we do and then they kind of start building that relationship and contracting us for the photo video stuff, so. Right. So, yeah, I, my yeah. 45 minutes ago, I was going to ask, why don't you monetize your blog? Now I know because you don't need to. It's it's your it's your marketing yeah. arm. It, yeah. it, it kind of is more of like our marketing piece, plus just something we love to do. And and we do work with people through the blog. But yeah, a lot of it's been especially lately been just a way for people to find out what we do on the yeah. photo video side. So. And uh, I know from firsthand experience that you guys are outstanding, uh, easy to work with, um, and the stuff you produce is is, is wonderful. So oh, if anybody you. is, any whether you're in the upper Midwest or anywhere domestically uh, or internationally, these 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 are the guys you want to work with. But um, yeah. yeah, well, I mean, when you vet as many influencers as I've vetted over my life, and um, you know, I. I shouldn't be this way, but I, I tend to, I have all these deal breakers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of like dating. I have too many yeah. deal breakers. And, uh, and so there's, you know, I, this was why even after two years at Mall of America and, and, and my time in travel marketing after that, I had a very short list of people that I like genuinely like full on trusted to do anything. And, and you guys were one of them. So just uh, want to just wanna reiterate that in my, my very discriminating tastes, you guys are on a, <laughs> a short list of, of awesome people. Really well, thank that. you so yeah. much for your time. Um, this, uh, Monday yeah. morning slash now afternoon. I appreciate it. And, uh, God, I, I just, hope we can run into each other in real life again someday soon yeah no, for that'd sure be, that'd be awesome we'd, we'd really really like that 
And that again was Jenna and Micah Kvit from Wander the Map and their incipient travel photography and video arm Kvit Creative. I've put links to their website and social handles down in the show notes. Uh, again, they are wonderful people, easy to work with, and they do fantastic work. And with that, I will remind you once again that you have been listening to the Life Pedersen Makes a Podcast podcast. Thank you for clicking, and I hope you'll click again.